In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Praise the Lord. Welcome again to another episode of Word Anchor Podcast. We are on another detour from the book of Genesis. And the title of this episode is Pull Someone Up. There's a kind of people that I want to talk about here. These are people that are our neighbors. These are our friends. These are the people who work with. These are the people that sadly you find them also in the church. The kind of people we fellowship with. People that we relate to, whether by choice or because of circumstances. But these are people all around us. And this episode, this message is to encourage such people to change. Instead of pulling someone down, this episode is encouraging us to pull someone up. It will be great for us to climb the ladder and go to the top and enjoy the view together. Instead of going up on your own, reaching the top and finding that it's actually lonely up there because you do need company. Human beings are relational people. So the more you pull others down, you'll find yourself on your own, high up there with no company. I want to talk about people that think that they are better than everyone else. They have to sort of put themselves on the high pedestals and looking down on everyone else for they see everyone else as nobodies. Sometimes we mistaken such people as being confident, highly confident for that matter, when they are actually rude, selfish, self-centered and proud. These are people that think of themselves more highly than they actually should. They think that they are the best thing that happened in your life, in your circle, in your neighborhood, even in your workplace, even in the church. There's that one person who thinks the service will not start unless they come. There's that one person who thinks the Holy Spirit will not move in your midst if they don't start a song and worship. That person who thinks the service will be boring because they are not there in church. I actually checked out some quotes about such people and found some very interesting ones. One that stood out says, Blowing out someone else's candle doesn't make yours shine any brighter. Praise the Lord. When you blow someone else's candle, you think that it's going to be put out and then yours will shine brighter. No, it won't. In fact, the more candles you have in a room, the room becomes more bright. There is more light. So as you blow each candle one by one in your circle, know that you're actually bringing darkness into that room. So pull someone up. Allow that light to shine brighter as well, just as yours. Don't blow out someone else's candle. Don't go into a gathering and want everybody else to look unimportant, not beautiful, um, immaterial in that meeting because you have just come into that meeting. We all have brains. We all have a contribution to make. The world does not revolve around you, but we are all part of the world. We are in this world. Another quote says, strong people don't put others down. They lift them up. Praise the Lord. Strong people, they have the capacity, the ability, and the strength 
to lift someone else up. So in fact, when you are pulling someone down, you have no strength to pull them up in the first place. Praise God. So you need to change your attitude, child of God. Insecure people put others down to raise themselves up. So that person feels that their light will not shine brightly because there's other lights. Or their light will not be seen because there are other lights that are shining. We see it in the workplace where someone will make themselves look like they are better than all of you when in fact they are insecure about their own jobs. So the focus must be on other people. Look at this one. Their work is bad. Look at that one. They have not met their target. Look at that one. They are unable to make a presentation. Look at that one. You know, look at that team. Look at that division. Look at that um, office. Look, they always find something wrong with other people's work. They always find something wrong with how you dressed. There's something wrong with your car. You like that car. I saw somebody that I know saying, um, even if you think my wife is ugly, it is still okay because I love her, not you. Praise God. I actually laughed about this um, message when I read it. So you think you're more beautiful than somebody else's wife and you want to look down on that woman. But this man is saying, I love her, even if you are more beautiful than she is. But I love her more than you. I don't love you. So don't act all beautiful in front of people just because you want to pull another woman down. You want to be seen as the person in the room. There are people that you may look down at and think nobody's going to notice them. And you'll find that someone will actually notice that person whom you think is less beautiful than you are. Whom you think is less smart than you are. Whom you think cannot dress as beautiful as you do. There is nothing wrong with being beautiful. There is nothing wrong with dressing up nicely. But there is everything wrong with you pulling someone else down simply because you think you are better than they are. Another quote says, it's a very longish one, this one. It says, remember to evaluate your own shortcomings before pointing out someone else's. Truly confident people don't pick out the negative in someone else. Your real character of insecurity and immaturity show when you need to put others down in order to, be, to feel lifted up. So if you were to take a bit of time and look at your own shortcomings, you'll actually realize that we are not perfect. None of us are. When you are truly a confident person, you will not focus on the negative stuff on, on someone else's life, work, business, but you will focus on yourself, making yourself better, doing much more as a person, not necessarily in relation to the other person. You don't build a house by looking at the neighbor's house. You build a house by looking at your own house. Imagine if a builder, in the process of building, their eyes, instead of focusing on the bricks and mortar that they're working on, their eyes are looking at the neighbor. Before you know it, that house will not be uh, built in a straight way and a, a proper way because you've got to focus on what you are doing so that you can excel in it, so that you can do better, so that you can do something that is great when your eyes are focused on your own work. Another one says, negative and toxic people will drag you down with their insults, criticisms, and put-downs. Try not to stoop to their level. 
It is their own insecurities that drive their behavior and it has nothing to do with you. Move on and away from that negativity. You'll, you'll wonder why is somebody insulting you? Why is this person always criticizing? Why are they always finding fault? Why are they always looking at something that is negative that they can say about someone else? It's like they, they, they're spending their time, you know, checking and looking, trying to find something that they can pin you down on. That's not right. Good people, that's not right. In your circle of friends, you'll find such a person, the one who thinks that they are the best amongst all of you, the one that perhaps they are rich, but then they may begin to act like you actually have to bow to their whinings. You now have to get them a glass of water. You have to get them some juice. They, you have to be busy taking care and tending them up and down simply because you are broke or you don't have the money that they have. You become a slave amongst your friends simply because you are a nobody in their eyes. Simply because you don't have the money that your friend has, therefore you must be a ice boy, if I could put it that way, for those that drink liquor. You have to be busy doing all the work because you don't have the money that they have. Such a friend would think that um, because they have arrived, they have better things than all of you. Because they have reached the top, then all of you are nothing. These are the people that think they have all the solutions. All of you cannot think. Whatever you put on the table is unacceptable because only they have the right solutions. They think their houses are more beautiful than yours, even if it is true. But is that an issue? Should it be an issue? If you have done your work and you have done it well, so what? Why would you then begin to poke holes and criticize and insult other people? Such people think their children are the smartest. They are always the best dressed amongst all of you. These are the people that are more educated than all of you. These are the kind of friends that instead of you enjoying life together, you must keep on dishing out praises to them and you receiving insults from them. They want to be praised, such people. They don't want to praise others. They always want somebody else to praise them because they cannot find any good in anybody else except themselves. They should always be the center of attraction. Your gathering is never good without them. Your friends that would want to see you broken so that they can look good. These are the people we are talking about in this episode. They are also in the neighborhood. Neighbors have a tendency of glorifying their own children and looking down on their neighbor's children as if they are raising saints and angels and the rest of the children are villains and little devils. Instead of praying for your neighbor's children, such will keep talking about their mistakes, their sins, their failures, and do unnecessary comparison, which will bring competition between children and hatred. Neighbors should be able to praise each other's children. Neighbors should be able to guide each other's children. Neighbors should be able to point out, of course, where something wrong is happening, but it shouldn't be that you're always looking at faults in other people's families. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 verse 1 to 5, In the last days, perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves. Yes, lovers of themselves. They love themselves so much that they cannot even comprehend the reality that there are other people around them. There are other people that have achieved something. There are other people that have something better. There are other people that are beautiful. There are other people 
that are good people. There are other marriages that are working. There are other businesses that are functioning and succeeding. But they cannot see that because they love themselves more than they are prepared to love other people. It says they will be boasters and proud. There is nothing wrong in celebrating the good things you have done and achieved. But people that have a tendency of pulling down other people, they are proud and boastful people. They, they want people to clap hands for them. They, they want to be recognized at all times. It says, going down that verse, it says, people will be despisers of good and traitors. Even if you do something good, even if you achieve even a little step, they will still despise it. Even if you achieve a little something, they will still find fault with that. These are the kind of people that have a form of godliness, but they deny its power. And the Bible says, from such people turn away. Turn away from people that love themselves too much. People that want everybody else to fail so that they can succeed. It says in the word of God, from such people turn away. In, in Matthew 6, 7 verse 6, it says, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. There are certain things, certain information, certain achievements, certain good things in your life that should not be shared with others because those kind of people will actually work hard to undo what you have done. You, 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 you're sharing the good things in your life with the swine. They trample under them. They trample them under their feet. A swine will not appreciate a pearl. A swine will not appreciate something good. They just mess up everything, eat it up. The Bible is very clear on this one. Do not cast your pearls before swine. There are swine out there with two feet and they are found even in the church, unfortunately. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 to 32 says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you, praise the Lord. Bitterness, people that cannot even forgive, people that cannot even appreciate, they just bitter. They cannot be tasted. You cannot enjoy their company because they are bitter people. It says those things must be put away from us. Evil speaking. You meet with people, all they can speak about is evil things. This one did that and that one did that and that one failed here and this one could not do that. This one lost their car, that one lost their house, that one's marriage has failed. Evil speaking people, they have nothing positive to say. I saw on social media recently a socialite um, has divorced or is in the process of divorce and people were making a big hula baloo about divorce as if marriages are doomed as if the marriage institution is under attack and i've seen actually a lot of people saying wait a minute this socialite is not the standard for marriage the fact that their marriage is failed does not mean the marriage institution is a failure people started celebrating other socialites other famous people saying look at this couple and that couple and this couple they've been together for many years 30 years, 20 years, 15 years, whatever number of years, there are people that will always find evil attractive instead of good. In Romans chapter 12 verse 3, it says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, 
not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. This is very important, especially in the church. Because you see, we, we are doing a whole lot of things, great things. Miracles are being done in the church, in the body of Christ, through the believers. It is by grace. It's not because you are a better person. It is by the election of grace. It is the grace of God, the anointing that comes from God, that you are able to do these things. You'll find people, you've cast a few demons out. You are now a bulldozer, whatever you call yourself. You've laid your hands on the sick, a few sick folks, and they were healed. All we can hear is how you have healed people and all sorts of things. You even act as if you are bigger than Jesus. It says in this word, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Be sober-minded about these things. Realize that you actually have nothing. Jesus Christ said it very clearly. Without me, you are nothing. He said, I chose you, didn't I? Without me, you can do nothing, he said. Without his grace, without him, without his word and his promises, you cannot heal a sick person. But once you've healed someone, then you think you are the in thing. People must bow before you. People must worship you. You think that because you have laid hands on the few sick folks and they were healed, then if you are not there, the service cannot start. The church will not continue. People will even think that because this one was not in church, then it was not nice. Good people, we enjoy church. We enjoy fellowship with or without you. Come to church to fellowship not to be the most important person in the church. Think of yourself soberly. Pull someone up. If you see that you can sing better than the next person, teach them. The day you die, we'll all forget that you were the best person to sing. Someone else will rise and take up your space. Oh, the psalmist said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. We need God to help us in this regard. If we were all pulling each other up, the top would be a beautiful view. The top will be filled with high achievers. The top will be a nice place to be in. But for now, it can be very lonely because few people make it to the top. We take the step ladder, go up to the top, then we kick the step ladder down so that nobody else can take it up. The last quote says, Be an encourager. The world has plenty of critics already. Praise the name of the living God. Jesus made it a point that he encouraged people. When they were discouraged, you will find a way. The disciples, when they were discouraged, you will find a way of teaching them. You will show them where they have failed and you will build them up. If we cannot build each other up, the house we are building, the house of God, will not be able to stand. If one is putting up a brick and another one comes and takes it away and puts in a different brick and whilst they are trying to align that brick, somebody else comes, take that brick away and puts another brick. We will not go anywhere as the body of Christ. The body of Christ is one of those divided institutions, very divided. There are other religions that when you look at them, they will not be criticizing each other like we do. Not that we should accept every wrong thing, but we should actually be pulling each other to the right direction. Yes, there are things that must be rebuked, but we need to do it in love. We need to look at unity of the saints and of the faith. May the Lord help you and me so that we can pull one another up, so that we can all go to the top. 
so that we can encourage someone, hold someone by their hand, guide them, show them the way. Not be selfish and think, if I help this one, then they are going to succeed more than I am. Pull someone up, child of God. Take someone else on the journey. You need the company anyway. May the Lord God help us as the church, as the body of Christ, to work together in unity till we come to the unity of the knowledge of the Son of God. May the Lord richly bless you and may the Lord keep you. Please do share this episode with someone. Someone needs to hear this message. Praise the name of the living God. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the Word of God your anchor.